Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, this is what would normally happen because we, we do our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask Mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. And, you know, I always like to give a nice, big, booming intro to our guest because this guest, if anyone deserves a really, really good intro, it is our uh, guest for the show this, um, this evening. But, um, unfortunately, I can't do that because Channel 7 own all the rights to the Olympics footage <laughs> and, we, and we could get into a lot of trouble by playing it. So, without further ado, please welcome our guest to the driver's seat. You might have seen him absolutely dominate in the BMX freestyle in Tokyo 2020. Welcome to the driver's seat, the one and only Logan Martin. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hey, Logan. So we, uh, we we understand you are you are still in uh, in quarantine up in Darwin. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm just over halfway through. So, oh, just, uh, and, how, and how are you coping with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, not, not too bad. I mean, the days are super long, but when you, when you sort of look back, like it's already, it's already been over a week. Um, yeah, it's, it's gone, gone fairly quick, I suppose. So just getting through it day by day. I mean, it's got to be, it's Matt McKeldin, mate, and congratulations on your efforts, uh, on behalf of all of Australia. You did an incredible job, but it's got to be half a weird feeling to go from the highs of, and, and all the media and the highs of, of reaching the pinnacle of your sport and doing all that kind of stuff. And then one bedroom, one toilet room for the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get. What yeah. a come down. Honestly, I know. Honestly, it's, it is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, obviously coming off such a high and then just literally sitting in a room by myself uh, for, for two weeks. So it's definitely, um, yeah, definitely very unfortunate. Definitely a strange sort of concept. Um, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, like it sort of, it felt real coming in here, um, you know, that I had won Olympic gold medal and then, after a week, it sort of like just doesn't, you know. It just yeah. it, it, it almost feels like it hasn't sunk in again, I suppose. Uh, but then when when I get out of here, I'm sh- I'm sure it will. But yeah, it's just it, it's very very unfortunate that we have to come back to quarantine. And, and even worse, on the way home on Japan Airlines, you weren't even allowed to have a beer because who was it? Was the was the footy team or the rowing team <laughs> killed that for you with their uh, their barrage of alcohol beverages on the way home? Yeah, well, I think I was actually on the on the on the flight before them, maybe. But I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't I didn't hear too much about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, I heard heard something went on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't on the flight, so I'm all good. Um, I want to ask you a question. You know, we've we've talked about obviously this is a motorsport show, but and and to sort of give some context to this discussion. You know, you've got a really good connection with Stevie J. That's why we're privileged to have you on the well, he show does, today. He lives near is, me. <laughs> oh, yeah, he lives near you, but there's a connection there. Um, we, you know, one thing we've noticed with our sport over the last 12 to 18 months is the incredible difference a crowd makes. 
you know, when you when we see some of the sport that's going on in America with the Indy cars now and the and some of the Formula One stuff, it just adds that real missing piece to the puzzle. How did you find that in Japan? Like an amazing result, obviously for you, but did it feel weird not having thousands and thousands of people going absolutely bunter in the grandstands at your at your efforts? Um, yeah, I mean, it, def- it definitely creates for a better vibe, more, more atmosphere when when there's a pumping crowd. Um, I was over in France in, in at the start of June, where we also didn't have a crowd, and I, I won an event there. So it's not necessarily the crowd that um, you know makes me perform. I, I'm so focused in, and, and and the crowd is just outside noise. So going into going into Tokyo, I was aware there was not going to be a crowd. Um, but I also knew that, you know, I've, I've performed in front of no crowds before as well. Um, it, it does definitely make for a better, better atmosphere. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, you know, it's not, not really my focus when I'm actually zoned in. Hey, mate, so obviously they alluded to it a little bit on the, on the telecast. Uh, and we want to ask you, obviously, the preparation for the Games, it was, it was obviously a year longer than expected that you were going to be there. But, um, you know, you spent, let's say, a fair bit of money between seventy-five and eighty thousand dollars. We're hearing on your own skate park in your backyard. How much? And I, and I also know because luckily I know your coach that you had a, another training facility indoors, so that if it was raining, you could go there as well. So, um, how much did that? Just having those things at your disposal whenever you wanted. Um, you know, it was that was that the the end result of of what you've got now, or or is Basically, everybody in that competition got a very similar sort of setup that, that you were able to access. Um, no, so I purely built my, my skate park in, in the backyard um, because there was no training facilities in the area. Um, you know, there was an indoor skate park a few years ago that, that had closed down. Um, so I was, you know, I was just riding lo- local skate parks. And as we were closing into the Olympics, the, like the progression of, of freestyle BMX was increasing significantly. So I knew if I, you know, if I wanted to keep up with that level uh, and make it to, to make it to the Olympics, I had to, you know, train at a proper proper skate park, train at a proper facility, whether that was move overseas or or build one essentially. So I did that in in the middle of 2019. I built the skate park, which initially was about seventy thousand dollars, and then in the middle in the middle of last year, so pretty much a year later after I built it, we we added we added some more ramps, which was an extra fifteen thousand. So. I've spent about eighty-five thousand, uh, maybe ninety thousand, with a bit of maintenance here and there um, <laughs> on that on that skate park, and then yeah, also towards the end of last year, we 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 got an indoor skate park built for us, um, you know, which was only fifteen minutes for me. So if the weather was bad, then you know we we could go indoors and still train, which uh, which worked, which yeah worked out amazing. Um, we we also had a foam pit, so I could you know practice and learn some new tricks in there as well. Um, and then about two months before the Olympics, we, we actually got a replica skate park built um, on, on the Gold Coast so, so I could practice in the lead up to Tokyo. So, the so exact exactly the same as what you had there, exactly the same as what was in yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. with, with like small differences. You know, we, we, we got to build the skate park only off, based off uh, looking at some pictures. So, um, you know, as close as, clo- as close as we could get it, um, we, we got it. And, and yeah, it turn, turned out pretty, pretty bang on. Pretty, pretty similar. Hey, Logan, I wanted to sort of delve in a little bit behind the eyeballs, so to speak. You know, again, when we talk about motor racing, we, we get a lot of feedback on our on our show. We get a lot of feedback through direct messages on our socials, all that kind of stuff about 
who people have found motivating over the years from their motorsport mentors and people who they've looked up to. Not often we get people saying Stevie J, let's be honest, but you know. Um, so uh, from your perspective as a sports person and perhaps in a sport that doesn't have a wide viewership, um, who are the sorts of people that you looked up to? Were they people in your sport or did they were there people outside of your sport that you looked to for motivation as you've been coming through the ranks? Uh, yeah, when, when I was younger, when I, when I was sort of growing, growing up, going through my teen years, I, um, you know, I just looked up to some guys within my sport. And uh, a main guy that I looked up to was Kyle Baldock, and he, he was a couple of years older than me, also living on the Gold Coast, um, but did, you know, did quite well on the, on the BMX scene as well. Um, you know, went, went overseas and was doing quite well at X Games and, and all the big events. So I actually became good mates with him and, and ha- sort of had him as a mentor, um, you know, as, as I was coming through the ranks and, um, yeah, had, had him to learn off. And, yeah, sort of sort of just looked up to the people within the sport. And then when, when I got to, you know, a decent level and I was doing well at events, then I was just focusing on just doing my best and, and, and becoming my best um, on the bike and, and off the bike as well. But um, just, just putting in work all, all around throughout my life, just where I think I could could progress um so yeah when, when i was growing up it was, it was just um guys within the sport for sure so when you get to the point where you're doing all of the tricks that the guys that you looked up to uh in your sport with ease how do you then go right i'm gonna take it to the next level and try you know a double flare like you've you've put up on your social media that sort of stuff how do you end up going right oh, i'm gonna uh push it a bit further and, and, and try to start executing something like that? Um, so you, over time, I guess you just, for, for me personally, I just learned to understand my own ability, what I was actually capable of, when I could actually start pushing some boundaries and, and you know, combining new tricks together. Because essentially that's all you're doing um, when you're learning a new trick, you're just adding a new combination together. Um, you know, there's sort of, there's sort of already, all the tricks have already been established, I suppose, and now it's just, adding different combinations together, spin like an extra rotation or an extra uh, tail whip or, you know, something some like that. So it's an extra combination. You just understand your own, your own ability. Um, and yeah, obviously, obviously it comes, comes with risk, but uh, you know, someone that's just starting out is not going to try, you know, my hardest trick on, on their first day. Essentially you, you do, you do adapt over time and you start to understand, um, you know, where you can push the boundaries. And what do you say to some of these wowsers out there that reckon that, you know, sports like yours and skateboarding shouldn't be part of the Olympics. Is that a question that you've had to address in the last couple of years during your training, or is that something you you pretty well ignore? Uh, I mean, I didn't really hear too much of it, like throughout throughout the journey to the Olympics. I've definitely seen some comments, like post Olympics, saying that BMX isn't a sport or it shouldn't be there. And I mean, you know, they they have no. I guess valid reason why they just they just don't yeah. understand what it is I suppose. Um, but I mean it's, it's it's you know it's just people sitting behind a keyboard. It's not it's not anything I take notice of. There's you know there's there's hate in any sport. There's hate everywhere in, in every every aspect of life. Um, and it just you know you just sort of shrug it off and keep keep doing what you do. I suppose that's that's what I do anyway. Well, don't we know? Yeah, <laughs> we get it all. Well, that, a lot of that hate stems from jealousy to start with you know i yeah, think uh, personally yeah no i agree and so where to from here where to from now what are we uh what's the plan from here once you get out of out of lockdown in darwin 
back to Queensland, celebrate with the family, and then um, what's the next step for you? Yeah, so so back back home after this, I'll probably um, you know take it take a little holiday just with my family somewhere somewhere in Australia, whether it be you know close to home or or, or a small flight or something. So I'll just just chill out with my family for a few days, um, and then pretty pretty much just back back to it. I, I enjoy you know I enjoy riding my bike. I enjoy working towards events, um, and then yeah, I mean you know next next year there should be some more events. Uh, if there's if there's still hotel quarantine, I'll probably move overseas <laughs> because yeah. I you know, can't can't do too much more hotel quarantine. So if Australia doesn't you know change change things up, then I'll have to have to look at some other options. But um, yeah, def- definitely looking looking to travel more and um, and ride more events, get get back to X Games and and the World Series and World Championships next year, and then uh, yeah, work, work towards Paris. Um, I do want to do want to get to Paris. I've still got a good few years left in me, I think. So. Um, yeah, that, that'll be the, the main goal is getting get the Paris Olympics. Hey, mate, just quickly before we go, um, Matty, you wouldn't be on top of all this. Where When when Logan was building his uh, ramps and, and his little mini skate park in his backyard, yeah. well, the neighbourhood, well, some of the neighbours weren't that complimentary of it. And uh, I sort of got a bit of a lowdown on what was going on because of, of Wade, who is the, the Australian coach for BMX and Freestyle BMX, and um, so that there was quite a, there was Facebook pages, there was people going to council, there was a whole lot trying to shut him down. Now that now that you've got the gold medal, mate, um, are those people going to be invited over for the big bash when you're home with all the other neighbours? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they definitely didn't enjoy it at, at the start. Um, I think they just sort of jumped to conclusions. It was going to be like a big party house, and you know there was going to be hundreds of people over every day and just you know making heaps of noise and stuff. So. They weren't into it at the start. They did. They did complain a lot. Um, they sort of mellowed out over, over the you know next few months. And yeah, I mean, the, you know, I, I don't know. There's no hard feelings there. I, you know, I get it. They, they didn't want to see it, but I, I, you know, I did it for my own my own benefit. And I mean, I, I bought the property, so I didn't didn't see why it was an issue. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean. If they want to, if they want to come around and congratulate me, they they can do that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm look, and when you get home, I am looking forward to the uh, for the double flare with a pool finish because I have, like, you don't realise Logan's pool's right next to his skate ramps, and I might have been driving past one day, and I definitely saw some sort of a pretty crazy trick landing straight into his pool. So <laughs> I want to see some more of them. Thanks, mate. They were cool. Yeah, I, I haven't jumped jumped from the skate park into the pool, but my mate definitely has. <laughs> if you get Stevie J over there and you feed him half a dozen sausages and and fifteen Jim Beans, no, he'll I'll, give it a yeah, crack. Just make, Jim Beans. Just make sure your bike's got a sturdy <laughs> frame. You won't have much water in that I'll, pool I'll, up I'll there. Have to make <laughs> <laughs> Be like Shamu the whale re-entering. <laughs> oh, gee. First drive-by for the evening, folks. <laughs> McKeldon gets one through. <laughs> hey, hey, no, honestly, seriously, well done. Um, thanks so much for taking time out to come on the show. And, uh, like, we're, we're just pumped to see you over there. First time, you know, Australian winning the freestyle BMX at the Olympics. I think can't be anything cooler than that. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks heaps for having me on. And, yeah, I'm definitely stoked I could uh, go, go and represent Australia at the Olympics and, and bring home a gold medal. So, no, I appreciate it all. Three more years, you can back it up again in Paris, mate. But uh, thanks for joining yeah. us on the driver's seat. Cheers. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Logan Martin there joining us on the driver's seat. How good was that, boys? So cool. So cool, baby. Yeah, you, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah I, something different for the show, too. You know, not motorsport related, I guess, but it's just 
it's it's an elite athlete in a sport, and, and we love seeing that. So I think that uh, uh, I'm very proud of what all the Australians have done over at the Tokyo Olympics mm. this year, and and you know I can't wait to see what happens in it's only three years now. So I'm oh, am I I might be under fifty by then. I don't know. I'll have There's to, no I'll, way you're I'll under fifty in three yeah. years, mate. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh right, eh? No, I, look, I think, and I use this term very very loosely as athletes in a sport. I think we should all we, we all stand in awe of other athletes when they achieve the way the way they have and what they've done and to be in such difficult circumstances and and in training and then he came through and won and we love that. Yeah, we love Logan that. Martin was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. I really wish I could have played some highlights because they were really really cool. But uh, hey, look, we uh, we don't really have that big of a checkbook here at the driver's seat. No, I oh, know it's it's just not Channel Seven sized anyway. Yeah, no, not Channel Seven sized. It is disappointing, isn't it? But I, I get it. But it's what it is. It, it is, what is what it is. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from ninety-five percent recycled materials that won't rot, stain, or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.